0: women like our breasts are not exposed to the sunlight like everything else of our body is exposed but like sunlight is so important for everything Mm -hmm. you know I mean for men too so
1: hey everyone welcome to life on simple I'm Chad the dad and
0: I'm Jade the babe
1: and welcome to our first episode so that being said I just wanted to do one proper introduction Okay. Right. So this isn't gonna be the general norm of the podcast or the show, mm-hmm. but I just wanted to introduce ourselves in an official manner. So <laughs> if you were to watch the show, you would know exactly kind of what we're gonna be about. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we did like a one to two minute introduction mm-hmm. trailer type thing. <laughs> and now that here's kind of like a long format of what you should expect when watching life on simple. Yes. Sounds so good. Jade the Babe. Why did we call it Life on Simple?
0: Um, we called it Life on Simple because we came into the understanding and um, knowing of how like, simple we could make life, but like, be more valuable and spend more time together with our family. Um, and just, I don't know, the whole concept too of not allowing things to own us.
1: Yes. So yeah, the idea that you don't own things things own you. Yes. And the more you dive into that concept and the more you start to live it, the more you start to realize things do own you. Yeah. Like in way more dimensions than we realize. Yes. And that was kind of like a terrifying realization.
0: Yeah, very, very <laughs> terrifying. I guess because like we thought that we needed to have this certain um, income, the certain things to provide like the certain fulfillment of life. And that just like, we were more miserable than before. So it was like, I would rather be poor with you. Like when we were poor, like we were living it up good, you know? But um, just like, just coming into that and just teaching our children too that they don't need to be owned by things as well. That's a big concept too.
1: When you're exactly right. Like the more money I made, like the more miserable I was.
0: Yes. Yeah. Exhausted. When
1: we were poor... Like even though I felt like I was miserable, it was a completely different
0: completely different misery. <laughs> yeah.
1: And so we walked away from that overcomplicated life. So it's like the more money we made, the more complicated our life got, the more minutia and I would say it like clouded who we were. There's more things we had to handle. It's like we just started filling our life with more things more space to fill those things yeah and it just kept locking us down more, more.
0: maintenance of those things oh yeah and
1: yeah. then it required me to make more money in order to make that happen yeah and it's always been my dream to travel yes. I've, wa- I've always wanted to travel the world i grew up in a cabin in the woods right and i felt you know my i first started getting exposure to other cultures and things that really like satisfied a place in my heart yeah. so I it became like my life goal to experience everything this world has to offer we live in a time Mm -hmm. where technology is so advanced that you could travel across the world in a day's time and start living somebody else's culture that took them thousands of years to adapt yeah it's you know pretty I mean?
0: like remarkable to think about that and I think about that too because when you do you know, think about people who do travel and that you've like talked to them and like, heard stories and perspectives um it's just like wow like one one for instance there was a guy he, their families getting ready to be deployed to Germany and he was like people don't realize the inconvenience like the convenience of America like if you want to go to the to the gas station. You can like go do that in the middle of the night, other places and cultures. You can't do that. Like you have to have your, you have to think ahead really is like what it comes down to. And like, just like, Oh, people just assume something will always be there and always be available to them. But that's not always the case. And that like, I know it's like very hard for some people to come into that concept of with like money, but like we always have ways of making more money. Like on like, so like when we are so concerned about every little penny of it, it, it is a good thing. It is a good thing and a bad thing, right? Like right. It comes back and forth. I kind of lost track. There. No, that's okay.
1: <laughs> but I think Mm-mm. one takeaway I'm getting from what you're saying is like, we need to value time as our currency. Yeah, time as currency. Because 100%. You, can, you can always get things and you can always get money, but you can never get back time. You never get back time. And so Jade and I, we want to, we started this idea of like, I kind of talked to Jade about this a little bit, but let me start from kind of like the front and work our way backwards. Uh, Jade and I have the idea or the concept that we want to create the ultimate highlight reel, final highlight reel at our funeral. So when you're at our funeral and they play like what what was their life like, like on a reel, you know, what will it show? And so every day we want to do something that's either going to immortalize our ideas, our concepts, our lives, or go on a crazy adventure in which, in which like when you're on your deathbed, you don't have that regret anymore. Yeah. And so it's just like marking away regrets. So there's a couple things I did that led me to this. One thing is I started visiting my deathbed every day. So I would pretend and I would imagine me being on my deathbed and I'm thinking, what would I regret? What would I wish I've done with my time? And then if death was there and said, like, if I could pay off death, if I could like send me back to that moment or give me more time, what would you need, death? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And whatever he would require from me, I'm pretending like I got shot back here and now I'm paying death. Oh, you know what okay. I mean? Mm-hmm. And how do I pay death? Well, let's pretend like I'm paying death by taking less of an income. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm walking away from a more complicated life, which means less income. And I'm pretending like that income that I would have been getting is now paying death. Yeah. For this time. Yeah. So I want to, like I said, visit my deathbed often. Memento mori, as the Stoics would say. Yeah. And live my life as if I'm paying it to death. It's like, so that way, the next time I go to my deathbed, it's like, I can look back and be like, no, there weren't any regrets. Yeah. yeah. And so I think about that often. And then that led me to the other, uh, kind of like sitting philosophy where it's, what would my like, what would my life look like if I had unlimited funds? Yeah. Now, I'm a very simple person, right? Like I said, I grew up in a cabin in the woods. Yeah. And my parents were very moderate. And if there's one thing I can thank my parents for, yeah. it's they had a lot more money than they lived their life to be. And I didn't know that. Yeah. I grew up thinking we were poor. <laughs> and turns out we had more money than people who had nicer houses and nicer cars. Yeah. But my parents were just like, no, we don't need those things. Yeah. You know what I mean? They would buy a car and run it into the ground. Um, and why not by run it into the ground. They they Thing. They would make like there was always repairs, not yes. just getting a new car. Yeah, it was my my dad's car. One time, it, there was like national headline size hail in Prescott, Arizona, and it just beat the living crap out of his. Little Cavalier that Mm -hmm. he had, and he still drove it like just dinged up to shit, like put put a new windshield on there or whatever, and kept driving it because it ran. Yeah, and he could have easily bought like the nicest car on the lot, and I never knew that. Yeah, I never knew the finances we had because we had a cabin in the woods. (laughs) Yeah, everything was old fashioned, like our storage. We had like this little shed and a lot of stuff was stored in there and stuff i would like never really seen. Mm-hmm. And I would go in there, spiders everywhere. And I would have to like go and get something. And I didn't see those things until we moved to Colorado and finally unpacked it. I'm like, what's all this? It's like, they've had it the whole time, but yeah. anyway, so very moderate people, yeah. right? Very moderate people. So it's very simple life, but my my thing is, like, I don't care about the things. I care about adventure. I care about experiences. I care about learning. Yeah. You know? So, what would my life look like if I had millions of dollars at mm-hmm. my, like, I didn't have to worry about swiping my card? And so I wrote that down. I remember writing that down. What would it, it look like? And uh, it was just basically travel, like I said, learning new languages and stuff and being. Being on vacation, not vacation, but being on an adventure without like I have to make it back in a few days. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Without the rush. Urgency of time. Yeah, exactly. Thank without you. That's a perfect time. Yeah. Without the urgency of time. And just to exist and mm-hmm. experience and take in.
2: Yeah.
1: Um and then after I had that written out, I started researching can I make that life happen with my family? Of six mm-hmm. four kids wife myself can I make that happen without the millions of dollars yeah and then the answer turned out to be yes, yes. you can live that life yeah. and yeah. then I was like then why am I waiting for the millions of dollars why am I trying to earn millions of dollars if I could do that now
0: exactly
1: and so then I started to make my life concept like ultimate freedom family and freedom mm-hmm. in that pair Mm-hmm. Two F's. <laughs> I don't give two F's, but my two F's. And if I can make that happen, if I can focus on family and freedom and make my life's dreams come true while at the same time getting my kids exposure to the world
2: yeah.
1: and to get to, for them to have that critical thinking and that experience and that exposure while living out my dream... I think how incredible would that be? As an example, it was like my dad lived out his dreams. Yeah. You know? Yeah. My dad did this. My dad walked away from money and career to invest. Yeah. And what was the investment? I'm investing that time, money, and um, energy that I would have towards my career back into family. Yeah. And back into freedom.
2: Yeah.
1: Right? Exactly. So the first step into making all that happen became life on simple, right? Simplifying everything mm-hmm. in our lives, mm-hmm. simplifying the things we need, mm-hmm. simplifying the actual amount of money required to make this happen. Simplifying, like you're going to start to learn from me that I've simplified my diet and it's going to get weird. Like I don't use silverware anymore. Like I don't use a lot of things that you yeah. think you need. You think you need a lot of food. You think you need a complicated diet. You think you need a complicated mattress. You think you need a complicated career. You think you need complicated books to tell you how to live a happy life. And really, all that overcomplication, all that clutter and congestion is actually covering up that happiness, that ability for you to live the life you always dreamed of. And so it's like dimming the light that you have. Yeah. You know what I mean? And what's interesting, the way I look at it is like, if you look at your arteries, Mm -hmm. for example, what happens is like congestion gets in there, like clutter gets in there, making it hard. But it's like everybody's trying to give you the secret to make your arteries better. Yeah. It's like this is how you make the actual like tissue of your arteries better. But that's not the issue. If you just got the fucking clutter out of the way, your arteries would work fine. They're designed to work fine. Mm-hmm. And so my concept is like, no, let's get rid of all the un- unnecessary BS. Yeah. So like in our diet, for example, it's like, we've gotten rid of all preserv- preservatives, yeah. like all seed oils, um, all processed foods. Right. Mm-hmm. And so now my diet is basically like raw foods or like organs or whatever, like raw dairy, for example. And I'm not telling everybody to like abandon their diet and stuff like It's It's a process. It's a process. You
0: have to slowly eliminate things and figure out for
1: yourself. Exactly. And you're going to figure out as this goes on, you're going to see my diet. You're going to see the way I do things. But like getting rid of all that and my body just transformed. It's like I got out of my own way for my body to do what it was meant to do. To heal. And my energy went up. Yeah. My body started looking better. My skin got better. I started getting in the sun more. I got more energy and motivation to do better things for my body by just getting the clutter it's like it was like I was wearing a weight yeah and to fix the problem everyone was telling you to add another thing to the vest to Mm -hmm. the weight and really it was just like get rid of all of it because your body knows what it's doing it took a billion years of evolution for your body to get where it is right now
0: yeah and there was this comedian a friend sent me and he was talking about he was joking about like oh like you want to heal yourself yeah, go outside. <laughs> oh, you want to? Oh, we need to go back inside our house and our box. Okay, let's go back outside. <laughs> I can't remember like how it was, but it was I know. hilarious. I know what you're talking oh, about. Okay. The gist, yeah, yeah. But
1: it's just like you—you you have to actively seek the things that we know make us better.
0: And but when that mean, but when it means like actively seek those things, it means like. Do your own research for yourself. Don't do what everybody else tells you what to Mm -hmm. do either. Be open to your perspective. Gather information and then figure out how that information works for you in your life. But realize in simplifying though, like it is as simple as stepping outside your door. Yeah. As simple as seeing the sunshine. As simple as putting your feet on the ground. Like these are simple things that realizing how disconnected we are from everything And it can be just coming back to watching, like, in the springtime, or in springtime Colorado. (laughs) But in other places, watching the bees and the flowers bloom. Like, that, you don't realize how little those moments are, but how significant they can increase your, like, capacity for everything.
1: A popular phrase is, like, significant insignificance. Yeah. So, things that seem insignificant. once you start to like really dive deep it's extremely Extremely. significant yes and I think you're exactly right it's that idea of getting out of your way Mm -hmm. right just stop with all the clutter all all the things trying to cover and dampen what you're naturally meant to do so I started thinking like this billion years of evolution but like you think about humans right Mm -hmm. in the last million years or hundred thousand years whatever you want to look at it and what required us to exist Right. Like all these doctors and all these physicians and stuff, they're telling you, like, you need all these crazy supplements. You need all this to make up for this when really you need to just make it simpler. Get rid of all that. It's like you're not getting enough vitamin D. So here's a vitamin D supplement. Turns out isolated vitamin D and the way they get it is like not even good for your body and actually has like can have like reverse effects. And like there's so much misinformation out there and so much information that you really don't know like which, what to trust and what not to trust. But you know what I started to trust is like when simplifying how simple was the lives of our ancestors yeah. and not necessarily easy. Like no. the life, it's not easy. It might be difficult, but simple. It's simplicity. They ate like one animal and they ate the animal nose to tail yeah. and they used every aspect of it. Mm-hmm. They were I- outside constantly. Mm hmm. You know what I mean? Most of them didn't wear clothes up until very recently in yeah. society, and so they were just getting constant exposure to the sun.
0: Yeah, and like think about it now. Like if I were to like lay outside naked in my backyard, and like the neighbor might have seen me, like oh my god, indecent exposure. Yeah. like we get in trouble, but. Um, like with that, with indecent exposure, like I can't just like lay out in my backyard naked. I might like offend somebody, you know, but like we talk about it, um, like how women, like our breasts are not exposed to the sunlight, like everything else of our body is exposed, but like sunlight is so important for everything, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? For men too. So.
1: I, I think about that. And I never thought about it to that level. And, like, we'll get back on track here. But, like, I know uh, very devout, uh, like, very conservative religious people, as in, like, nuns or um, Muslims, right? And not all Muslims, you know what I mean? But the very conservative ones. It's like they're always covered. Mm
2: -hmm. You
1: know what I mean? It's like they will never know the feeling of being, like, out at a beach. Mm
2: -hmm. You know,
1: unless they go to a very remote private beach and having, like, their hair out and their skin out. Yeah. And then I think, like, even though we're a lot more exposed than, like, you know, most parts of the United yeah. States, but it's like you will never have, like, full exposure to nature most of the time. No. I bet most people never have full exposure to nature. Just being, like, out in nature and completely naked, yeah. the way that, like, we were born <laughs> yeah. and the way that, like, nature intended. Yeah. How. Yeah, how like interesting our, like is that? like
0: things weren't meant to be confined, like things were, we like think about bandages, like mm. when you have like uh, something on your bandage and you put a bandage over it, like sometimes you incubate it.
1: Sometimes, yeah.
0: You know, like not always, but sometimes you incubate, and make it worse, where, where sometimes it just needs air to mm. let it breathe and get, let it heal on its yeah. own, you know.
1: So we get really like hung up on things like, if, and I know what you're talking about, like when you have a cut, it's like, oh, that's how infection gets in, cover it up. Yeah. But then that actually might prevent your body's natural ability to recover. Yeah. So you have to find like that balance. But yeah. uh so like to get back on track, the idea is what were our ancestors living like that, you know, how we evolved for however many years mm-hmm. to become a certain way. And only in the past, let's say handful of thousand years have we become this lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where we're not connected with nature. We're viewed as like separate from nature from nature. And we start living our lives um, away from the natural elements of what we're supposed to be. We start to seek comfort. You know what I mean? We start to get our easy dopamine releases Mm -hmm. and our brains are designed to go through discomfort in order to make an effort, you know, to give you the right chemicals and to, Desire that end outcome of that dopamine release of like food of Information and learning but now you can learn so much you can watch pornography. You can uh, eat whenever you want and eat a ton of Calories and carbs whenever in a package It's all artificial And I think we need delayed gratification. Mm -hmm. I think we shouldn't seek We shouldn't seek any of those comforts like for me I have one meal a day and it's after i've done everything Mm -hmm. right i try to stay away from social media you know until the end of the day unless like someone's trying to message me for something but i'm trying to reserve those dopamine releases for after i've had an extremely productive day Mm -hmm. i think rest and recovery is extremely important but i believe that you have to earn it and most people are doing nothing but rest and then just getting all their dopamine and it's like you're constantly strung out because Drugs are what, drugs, Um, what's the word, like take advantage of, right? Exploit your dopamine. Mm -hmm. And so that's why you get addicted because your body wants the dopamine. But back in the past, back when our life was simple but difficult, it's you had to work really hard to get any sort of dopamine release. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And that's the way our chemicals were balanced. Yeah. And now your drugs take advantage of that. But also food right Mm -hmm. getting food dopamine release Mm -hmm. like pornography dopamine release Mm -hmm. uh doom scrolling on instagram dopamine 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 with every because it's like you want the next information and now you're getting that information within 10 15 seconds sometimes Mm -hmm. bam dopamine 15 seconds dopamine it's just like there's um studies with these mice and they were talking about cocaine addiction and that you could either the mice the mouse could uh, press a lever for food or press a lever for cocaine and they were always like going for the cocaine. They wouldn't like even eat the food anymore because that was a quicker dopamine release.
0: I thought they did that same thing with like cocaine and sugar and they went after sugar more.
1: Maybe it was too. I don't remember oh, exactly, okay. but the, yeah. Id- the idea is like your body wants the easiest path yeah. to dopamine. Yeah, yeah. Right? And once once you do that, right? Once you get addicted to that you're like strung out yeah and you don't have motivation to do the things that you want to do and the way to live out your dreams a way to live out your life Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. all those people where it's like they're youtube stars and it doesn't look like they're putting a lot of work they most likely are putting a lot of work yeah into everything yeah to make that life happen and you have to seek discomfort you have to seek out that work you have to go beyond the comforts and the desires and things like that and focus on what's going to happen and that requires discipline and so i am very attracted to like the stoic philosophy mm-hmm. right and the stoic philosophy is very simple it's just difficult to yeah. do you know get out of bed in the morning maybe ice barrel get in the sun work out right Um, Eat a high-protein diet that is very natural with no preservatives like we know it. It's very simple I could like write a list of everything I do every day, but other people see that list and they're like whoa That sounds hard,
0: but you know, but the reason behind that though is because um, people have to first start with they can't just come into and be disciplined and figure this out from the start they have to realize the habits that created them to become undisciplined mm-hmm. in the first place Ooh. so that's where it comes back to like coming back to like stepping outside your box and seeing that whole scale of perspective peeling the layers back mm-hmm. why is this bothering me why is this a habit why do i go to ice cream why do i go to death scrolling mm. what am i avoiding In that process, you got to figure those things out before you can step forward into like the discipline and like into where you want to be too at times. I think everybody comes into it in different ways too. One can come where they have more of like that stoic discipline mindset. You know what I mean? We're like, yes, I'm, they, they, they're able to adapt because maybe their habits that they've already created are habits of discipline, Mm -hmm. but discipline in different ways. Right. Mm Right where people like that's just like when people shift from like maybe doing crossfit to jujitsu like they're like oh that was my niche I was very disciplined with this niche I wanted to learn more about it now I'm kind of coming into this new niche I'm doing this now so it's kind of in that realm
1: of I see what you're saying okay. yeah so uh when I was going and I'll talk okay, about I this it. oh thank you yeah <laughs> um and I'll go into this more as the podcast goes on and the, our story goes on, mm-hmm. but I had severe panic and anxiety. It was like detrimental. It mm-hmm. was crippling. Mm-hmm. It was hard on the family. Yeah. You know <laughs> what I mean? And I think you and I traded like our mental like <laughs> disorders back and forth. Oh, man. Yeah. Because Jade was going through a lot of depression
2: mm-hmm. and
1: um, I was going through anxiety and it was just like we were dying, but like we rose from the ashes, right? Yeah. Um, (laughs) And it was very nice to crash and build ourselves back up.
0: I kind of wanted to stop you for a second and make a little joke because remember there's like those skits out there and they talk about quicksand. Oh yeah. And they talk about like quicksand obviously like wasn't a thing I had to prepare for. <laughs> Maybe it was like mentally quicksand. <laughs> oh yeah. That's a good
1: idea. We we are making a joke because uh, there was a meme out there that said like quicksand I thought was going to be way worse of a problem when I was an adult or you know when I was a kid like facing adulthood because yeah. like
0: I was going to face we, this a lot. We, <laughs> quicksand. We th-
1: yeah, we saw all the movies, right? Yeah. And like everybody. And <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, like you're dying from quicksand a lot. <laughs> and we
1: would review like, okay, what would I do if I hit quicksand? <laughs> and it turns out it's not that big of a problem as an adult. And we like had all this anxiety about quicksand, even though it never like hit us. So, so we suffer a lot more in imagination than reality, right? Mm-hmm. A stoic quote. And then so Jade, I guess you're saying is like it's the mental quicksand. Like the more you struggle, yeah. the deeper you fall, the quicker you fall.
0: Yeah. And then it's harder the more that quicksand gets you and keeps pulling at your toes further and further in. It's harder for you to get out of there. You know, it's, yeah. you need a lot more tools, resources, community, things that work for you.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So, so <laughs> that was a good. Um, so yeah, we were struggling both like with a lot of mental angst, right? Angst. And uh, we were able to come out of it, yeah. but the the thing that hit me is the anxiety that stemmed from, I guess, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Irrational irrationality, right? Prevented me from living a life that was very accessible, very tangible. Like I could have, I could have easily had that life, yeah. but I was letting anxiety that didn't have any real physical grasp on me, uh, maybe a physiological grasp. Oh. Stop! It, it was holding me back yes. and resisting. It was like a hindrance for me to take this life that I wanted.
0: Uh, when, when, there's so many stories where you hear about people where like the anxieties and the fears and all of those things, like they really like, they control. Mm-hmm. They're like 100% in control of you and like you can't get out of those like you're saying. But it's, and that looks so different for every person. right?
1: And so what... I started doing um, and pretty recently too, but um, baby steps, you know, as time went on, uh, because I suffered for a long time physically and mentally, like my physical ailments were horrible. And so what I started doing is I started facing my mental fears consistently. Like Mm -hmm. I I would push myself past the limit Mm -hmm. of my mental capacity. You know what I mean? And show myself like it was okay. And so what we were kind of, alluding to earlier is those habits the fears that i learned could be unlearned yes and those habits of what's holding you back in life that you learned could be unlearned but you have to start facing it yes you have to start like the way avoid it the way i start like facing death every single day i start treating death like it's a best friend yeah. Rather than avoiding it. Um, the Stoics say the obstacle is the way. Meaning like if there's something holding you back, I'm going to dive in and make that obstacle my best friend. And that obstacle is now going to become like, oh, I love that obstacle.
2: Yeah, and you know,
1: I'm really yeah. talented at that. Yeah. And so like jujitsu or fighting. Maybe it's like I'm terrified to get punched in the face. So then I become a member of a boxing gym. I get hit in the face so much that I'm like, "Oh, this doesn't faze me anymore." And all of a sudden you have this fear, this huge mental block that no longer exists and it's actually something that assists you. Yeah, it's so a tool.
0: That you say that cuz it's like when you're with the jiu-jitsu, you obviously like that's been like a whole thing in our life the past few years and like coming into teaching and everything, but just that example you just gave where I'm like on the outside watching students spar and one of them gets rocked in the face, you might
1: hear our kids in the background making noise, <laughs> and you're going to hear our kids uh, in the future. We're going to put them on the podcast. They have but, lots to say. Yeah, they have lots to say, but for this one, we just wanted an official <laughs> introduction.
0: <laughs> and
1: yeah, I'll do a lot of talking. Sorry. Yeah,
0: no, I was being silly. Um, but going back, though, to like being punched in the face, like, oh, yeah. when when it's it's hilarious to see it, because people like think, they're like, I'll be fine. Until it actually fucking happens. And they're like, oh, shit. That was okay. Yeah. But if you choose not to go back to that... That's the big, like that's oh, the yeah. biggest right there. Because
1: you're you confirm to your brain, oh. oh, this was bad and I shouldn't have yeah. liked it in the first place. But you got to see the other side. Yeah,
0: go to the other side. What's it, on the other side? You know? <laughs> we talk
1: about that with risky play. Yeah. You know, so when yes. Jade and I studied risky play in school, yeah, you know, it, they were talking about how these padded playgrounds actually cause like the most. If I recall this correctly, like the most fatal injuries are neck injuries or neck, head, injuries, neck right? head injuries, right? Neck and head yeah. injuries, right? And it's because they see the soft cushion and so they think they without, expect it to, yeah, without consequences.
0: Because we throw kids in foam ball yeah. pits, and not that, that that's like not fun and freaking cool, <laughs> but at the same time, like still realize that it's okay for your kids to fall. I was a, I worked as a Montessori teacher and a director for a long time, and like. You'd be so surprised. at I've seen so many families, and just the families that come in, and how you hold your child back. So, like, I hate to say that, but you hold your child back when oh, you by protecting them, by protecting them from every single element that exists. What happens when none of those things are there for them? Like, that's a reality that yeah. you're not you're, you're 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 allowing them. They're going to fail. R-
1: what What that you're chain. doing? What you're doing is you're keeping them safe but then they're not getting exposure to how to do things yes, and figure things out yeah. and so um you're not preparing them for the world no. you're actually doing the opposite yes. and so it's like you're kind of like underdeveloping Hindrance them it. yeah hindering Hind- them hindering, Hind- hindering their development and so in risky yeah. play when you're on these dangerous situations your brain and uh this actually might lead to uh, onset like adult anxiety is when you go into something risky and you realize oh i'm like in a bad spot but no one's going to save you. And so your body has to go through that chemical or that physiological process or formula to be like, oh, I'm okay. You know what I mean? This is just like when I was lower, but I'm just a little bit higher. Yeah. And my, I can get through this. And then your body starts to build confidence. Like, even though that is scary, my body can do it. Rather than before, if you back away from it, it's like, that was scary. I can't do it. I backed away from it. You confirmed like, oh, I need to stay away from that always. You know what I mean? And so and then that transfers to life. And so when you get to real life, what ends up happening is you start avoiding those dangerous things, you start avoiding the scary things. And you need to show your body like it's okay on the other side. And so like in jujitsu is a very good example of when you get that, is you're always on the precipice of not being okay. But the more you understand that line of okay and not okay. Right, you can really push the limits, Mm -hmm. and you can dive into these things, and you see black belts in jujitsu like just that close away from being choked. You know what I mean, or being armbarred, and they're not tapping because they know right where that line is. Mm -hmm. You know, and sometimes figuring out that line is—you had your arm tweaked, you went to sleep.
2: Yeah,
1: the choke put you to sleep, right? Yeah, and so since you dance on the line of what is actually dangerous, you're actually not scared of the things that you think are dangerous. Yeah. So you're getting exposure to the actuality of what you can handle. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. In a physical and mental and spiritual sense, rather than being back here, looking at the front lines and being like, Oh, that's terrifying. You know, you go in, make the obstacle the way. And so when you face your fears, when you push yourself to the physical limit, when you push yourself to the spiritual precipice of like what you can handle, that's when you're going to know what you're capable of. And when you know what you're capable of, you can conquer so many things. And the thing is, you have to get out of your way. You have to start overcomplicating it. If you have an anxiety problem, you can't just go and get a medication right off the bat You know, I'm not saying to not go seek medicine and things like that. I don't want to give medical advice, but I've been in that spot where I'm like, what's going to help this anxiety? And sometimes it's just freaking putting yourself in the anxiety and letting your brain figure it out. Just like in that risky play, you're going to be okay on the other side of this panic attacks go away. Mm -hmm. There's never been a panic attack that lasted forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you you're always told like yeah there's a chemical imbalance. Yeah, you you got to a chemical imbalance. You put chemicals in your body every single day. You put chemical or you surround yourself in chemicals all the time. You're not getting uh vitamin D from the sun. You're not going outside. You're constantly getting a dopamine release from easy packaged foods and porn and uh doom scrolling. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you just constantly putting yourself in a in a chemical disalignment. I don't know how you, you would say that, but Uh, on balance, right?
0: Yeah, it's like it's more than just one layer. It's multiple layers looking at all those layers and going in because I was on medication before Mm -hmm. and um, I got off of it last July and not this past but the year before and man, that shit was hard. But... If I never like faced it like to that a year and a half ago to right now, like I'm a completely different person. Oh yeah. And just like the thing the the um Gabor Mate talks about it good. He goes, You you get to put on medication so you can start to understand and do the work to help yourself. Right. But it's not a permanent fix. No. It's not like you get on the medication. I should be feeling better. Yeah. That's what everybody thinks. Well, I'm changing my meds and so I should feel better. No, no, no. Until you do the work. It's it's a, it's yeah. a double dose here. It's not just one thing. You got to it's multiple things we got to put in. Till you do all the work, we can't just expect this pill to fix this all. Right. Don't rely on that pill to fix it all because your body is so unique and individual and different in spirit and soul everything
1: we trust our doctors so much as we uh, should we, sh- we should trust we sh- our doctors but they're meant yeah. to give you medicine they they practice medicine and we have to start realizing what that word means when you say yeah. you practice medicine because they're ge- designed to give you medicine for ailments they're yeah. not doctors are not trained to sc- sc- ca- are, uh, source out the root cause right yeah. and I I hate I know there are good doctors out there, obviously, right? yeah and It goes back to the argument. But most of the time when I came with these physical and mental ailments to doctors, they did blood work and they're like, no, you're good. Go see the specialist. Went to eight different specialists. No, you're good. Everything looks good. And I'm like, obviously I'm not good. I am like having acute like flu-like symptoms every time I eat things. You know, like somebody... Do the work to fix me. And then all the things that they could give me, like here's an SSRI or antidepressant or here's like something to help you stop throwing up. You know what I mean? It was like no one was giving me the root cause, yeah. right? And once you and I did the work to figure out, yeah. you know what I mean? This it, It's not even like a holistic. It's more just like... Um,
0: a simpler approach.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, Yeah, like I a mean, simple approach. But it's... Uh, once we started working on what is a root pro- problem? What's a root cause, cause cause like that's causing all this? Mm-hmm. What's this propagating from? Man, I started to finally get better. Mm-hmm. Oh, my, my diet might be something. Oh man, look at all these chemicals in my food.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh man, when I was in the military, they fed me nothing but processed food. You know, like yeah, And like, you start to really dive in and you realize like this chronic inflammation and it's just a constant, like your body's constantly trying to fight back with what you're doing to it. But if you just simplify and get out of its way, your body will do the thing it's designed to do.
0: And then also getting away from the expectations of mm. everything else, like that's what it is. Like just because someone expects something of you doesn't—that's that's on them. People's expectations of yourself.
1: Expectations will be like a whole podcast by itself. Of course, yeah. I talk just about little, expectations yeah. like.
0: So a little snippet, All right? Cut.
1: Yeah. No, no you're right though. <laughs> yeah, It's like when you have an expectation of something and mm-hmm. it doesn't happen, your body has the same physiological response that it got, that thing got taken away from you. Yeah. It was already yours and it got taken away. But if you have no expectations mm-hmm. of anything, you're just living in the moment yeah. and then good, anything that happens after that's like a good thing.
2: Yeah. You know? It's a good thing.
1: When like you have this expectation of, like, getting to work with no traffic. Yeah. And when traffic happens or somebody cuts you off, you're like, what the heck? Yeah. But in reality, you're entering that world knowing that there could be traffic, knowing that someone can cut you off, knowing that you could be in an but accident. But
0: that's what a street is for. Yeah. That is the purpose of a street. <laughs> right. For people to travel to where they need to be. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, everybody kind of thinks we have to be at work at the same time in different places. Right. So. That's where we get stuck.
1: Exactly, it's
0: it's so interesting because it's something I pay attention to when we like go travel down to like an open mat to our fr- at friends' gym, and at. When you're traveling down that road, when we're traveling at certain times, it's like from 8.45 to 9, it's like there's nobody there. Then from like 9 to 9.15, it's like utter chaos. I'm like, is people like reversing the 15 minute like time error here? You know what I mean? Because it's happened multiple times. I'm like, interesting. It's like this again today, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, which back road can I take to avoid everyone? <laughs>
1: right. But <clears throat> if you got to work rather yeah. than thinking like most people think. Oh, these are all the bad things that happened to me mm-hmm. on the way to work. Rather than being like, hey, I got to work safe today. You know what I mean? I have a job that provides for my family. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's people, and sometimes there's not people you like at work, but if there are, like, there's some people I like at work. Yeah. There's things in my work that I enjoy. And like, it's, you start shifting your perspective. Your perspective right. But yeah, so that whole entire like expectations format we can really dive into yeah. at a later time, but mm-hmm. it would take up too much of the podcast now. But yeah. the thing is like simplifying. And so by simplifying all these things, simplifying our life, getting out of our body's way, getting out of our, our soul's way, our spirit's way, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, I talked to Jade about this. There's going, I'll talk about this more as time goes on, but you have to do something that really satisf- satisfies your body. And what I mean by that is you're still an animal, right? Yeah. There's, I, amazing amount of uh what's where i'm looking for um when you have like different models but the same format the same uh blueprint there we go so yeah your body's blueprint is so like entangled with like this billion years of evolution yeah. that you have like, a, like as Jordan Peterson says, you have like a lot in common with like lobsters, you know, like a lobster, you actually have like a great amount of DNA makeup with mushrooms more so than some other animals. So, um, you, you are still an animal, mm-hmm. right. That wants to survive and it actually needs to go through difficulty in order to be its best self. Yeah. Right. And when you see these people with amazing bodies or that can run marathons and triathlons, it's because they broke their body down in order for it to be built back up. Yeah. Right. And so it's like mind, body and soul. So for the body, it's like break it down physically in in a a healthy manner, if that makes sense. So like exhaust it. Right. And then you want to do something every day that makes you uniquely human. Mm hmm right and in terms of what makes you different than other animals what is the evolutionary advantage and the evolutionary differences the biological and physiological differences of a human compared to other animals and you should do something like for me it's language language makes us different you know i mean for other people it might be art you know whatever and you should exhaust that really explore that yeah and then the last thing I shouldn't say the last thing, but last thing in the way I'm listing it is do something that makes you uniquely human and humanly unique. And in the sense of what makes you different than every other human. Yeah. You know, what makes Jade the babe? different than every other person right next to you. Maybe your sister has very unique DNA. Maybe somebody out there has a twin with almost identical DNA, but their experiences make them different. You know yeah. what I mean? Their brain chemistry is slightly different. Whatever makes them that individual, explore that yeah, and bring it to the world because the world needs it. Yeah. 100%. You know? And all that brings us together to be like a community, but to make you the best member of your community, mm-hmm.
0: let your light shine.
1: Right, and we overcomplicate things. Mm-hmm. Right, we watch too much TV, we watch too much social media, we get caught in the minutia, and we just need to simplify and focus on those things that make you the best participant in society, the best participant in nature, and the best participant to yourselves. Yeah, and we like you owe it to yourself. How much respect do you have for yourself? And I talked with a few of my students that way. It's like, when I tell you to do something in jujitsu, you do it. When your boss says, I need this report by this time, you do it. But if you tell yourself, work out or do this or live your dream, why don't you do it? Why do you res- respect these other people and like abide by their rules, but not your own? Mm-hmm. And you need to start checking like how much you respect yourself. Yeah. You know, you're living out these other people's dreams. When you go to work every single day, there's somebody at the top of the food chain living their most fantastical dream. Usually, you know what I mean? And I'm assuming you work for a corporation. I shouldn't assume that, but, um, there's these other people living these amazing dreams and you're making that happen for them. Mm Mm-hmm. Why do you respect them more than you respect yourself? And I'm not saying quit your job right now, but I'm saying start to pursue the best things for you. Maybe you absolutely love your job. When you go into work today, like every single day, you get great satisfaction. Great. But you got to do the other things. Yeah, You know, if you're 100% focused on one area, you're, you're leaving the rest of your body to wither away. You will live an unbalanced, and I w- I would go on to say an unsatisfied life in comparison of what you could experience, mm-hmm. right? So if you're 100% focused on physicality, like you work out every single day, but your mental and your spiritual are like not getting that attention, you will live an unbalanced life. Yeah. And the same thing is like if you are workaholic and you're getting that mental, like you love going to work and you're getting that mental satisfaction, but then you're physically unhealthy. Yeah. You're actually limiting. Your ability to uh, reach that mental potential because you can only go as far as your whole body will go chained together.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: So if one of those chains is not working, you're actually being held back. Yeah. So anyway, um, that's something that I really believe deeply in, and since I started believing deeply in executing that, I think that simplification, life on simple living our life on simple it's going to allow for us to live out our dreams yeah and hopefully that you and i can s- inspire a lot of people to chase their dreams and to realize that it's possible and it's not over it's not complicating your lives to make your ha- happen it's actually making it a lot simpler
0: yeah and i think just being um just being a voice for somebody to listen to i, rem- I remember i would like always get like shameful of myself that's like a whole thing we could go into too the word shame and how much you shame you feel for yourself um but like when you would I would post something or say something and then like down the road someone that I used to work with like seven years ago she's like you know I really appreciate your honesty it really like helps me balance and think about things from a different view and it's really helped me grow and I'm just like Oh, like you don't really know whose life you're touching, you don't know who's mm-hmm. like it's it's a simple gesture too of just opening a door for somebody. So
1: So we want to be able to live out our dream, go on crazy adventures, invest in our family, record our family doing these amazing things so that way we can be immortalized in their memories and they can go back and they can visit that. They can watch like themselves grow up doing these crazy things and maybe they can show their kids like, Oh, this is what grandpa was like. Yeah. This is what he believed in. And one of the reasons why this has been so important to me is because my grandpa died when I was like two years old and I just heard awesome stories about him because my sisters are a lot older older than me. So they grew up with him. Yeah. And so they knew what he was like. I didn't. Yeah. But I got to read some letters from him. So it was like I was hearing him speak Mm -hmm. directly and I was getting that insight. And I was getting that insight to like, this is what he thought about. This is what he believed in. Yeah. And I want, he's immortalized a little bit and he was able to speak to me directly, even though that he wasn't speaking to me directly as I was reading his direct thoughts.
0: And I think with that, too, though, like um, I'm always I'm going to use the word perspective all the time. But the word perspective, too, is like when you like start to understand maybe your grandpa's perspective, maybe you can understand maybe your mom had a different like oh, yeah. how your mom was raised or maybe what the views that were being given out there for them for information. Like you just don't know like how the trend follows right. and like what it could bring awareness to or realizations to.
1: So I think this is a really important for both you and I, but yes. I know very much for me yeah. to start recording these experiences. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is when they made the shift. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like our kids are going to see a lot of Mike, my, my jujitsu and stuff like that and be able to show that. But this is like, you're going to really get to see our points of view, our mm-hmm. perspective, like you were saying, but how we live life, yeah, what we thought about. And like, maybe they're struggling with a certain concept and they can go back to a video yeah. of us and hear, you know, after we're gone yeah. and listen to us, give our perspective on that. And that might help. Yeah. And it c- might do the complete opposite. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I want also for them. Oh man, that threw me off. That was sorry. funny. what you were Sorry. That, uh, I want them to be able to come visit us
0: long after we're gone,
1: long after we're gone.
0: Cause I would love to visit my dad.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry. That's okay. Man, I had something I really wanted to tell them right now. I'll come. Just sit and wait for a second. Okay. What was I saying? Because I was saying I want them to see our perspective. They're going through a hard time. They can come visit us at any time and get that help.
0: Guidance.
1: Yeah. And get that guidance. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. But also, they're getting our opinion as it develops. Mm -hmm. So, they get to see us young. So, like... I I have these images and membrances of my father, you know what I mean? Is everything okay? No, I
0: was just making sure it wasn't raining. Okay, sounds good.
1: So I have these memories of my father, Mm -hmm. but you know what I mean? It's like it fades and comes and goes or whatnot, and so like only specific memories stand out, you know? But our kids are going to get to see us young. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. When they're starting to, uh, like, when they're older, we're older, and they come back to visit this, their most distinct memories of us will be when we're older. And then they can, like, go back in time and be like, well, what were they like when they were younger? Mm-hmm. When they were younger parents, when we were younger. Yeah. How they handled us when yeah. we were younger. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And so it's, like, kind of like that time warp, too. Yeah. To see our... <laughs> what were mom and dad's opinions like when they were young yeah. and they could capture our personality. Cause like for me, I have no idea what like my grandparents personality was like besides a few stories of what my parents give us, you know? Mm-hmm. And still that's like, hence we don't really know what their personality is like when they were younger. Mm-hmm. You know what? But what, with modern technology, it's like our grandkids can see what we were like mm-hmm. in our twenties and thirties because a lot of it can yeah. be recorded. Yeah. So I think that's really cool.
0: Yeah, or like un- understanding the hardships too, and like yeah. what that, how that changed opinions. And well, we're gonna talk stuff.
1: about our hardships, right? Oh yeah, we're for not, sure. We're not going to, um, yeah. I guess, hide it. No, we're gonna simplify, let everything out of the let way, out of the way so and that, explore it on yeah. the surface.
0: Because I think exploring it and coming like even more face to face with some of those hardships, it just like it just gives you the clarity to move on to.
1: Absolutely. Processing it. Processing Right? We shouldn't run away from those things. No. And so then we can show like we're not perfect. No. You know what I mean? Our grandkids can see like where we messed up and how we worked through that. I think it's very important for kids to see like conflict in their parents but resolution.
0: Do you do that on purpose? (laughs) I avoid conflict.
1: And I, I should be more, and I've been trying to be, more like direct with how I'm feeling about things. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. And it's good working through it. And then the conflict stays like within that realm. And then once we work through it, it's like, we can move on to the next thing without that thing hindering or like Coming affecting back. Back. and yeah. tainting this thing. Yeah, And so the whole day isn't affected by the color of what happened earlier. Yeah. Cause a lot of people will milk
2: the color one
1: bad. Yeah. yeah. They will milk one bad event for the whole day. Like Mm -hmm. I had a horrible day or you had one bad thing happen to you in the midst of good things, but you let that your emotions dictate how you feel about whatever is happening to you. Right. And the beautiful thing is you have control over your emotions. You may not realize it. And so it's like when you're in a bad mood, everything you do for the rest of the day is bad. Mm -hmm. But when you're in a good mood, everything that happens to you throughout that day is good. Mm -hmm. And you can control that. You can dictate that. And that's where where in stoicism one quote is like it's not a repression of emotions it's a domestication of them and when you have an when you have an animal that you've domesticated you often give them their best life and it complements with your life and mm-hmm. so if you can domesticate your emotions making it work for you you're going to have an overall better control of how your life looks and so like Marcus Aurelius kind of talks about it's like Your life is painted by the color of your thoughts, right? I think that was Marcus Aurelius, regardless. And I think that's very true. And everyone, through all the great minds, regardless of it was like uh, Mahatma Gandhi, you know, whether it was like Buddha, whether it was Marcus Aurelius, the Stoics, all these people have the same consensus where it's like your thoughts become reality. Yeah. And your thoughts, the what you think about, it very much directly affects how your life turns out. And when people are complaining or they have negative thoughts, often they have negative lives. Yes. And the, at least that's how they perceive it. Yeah. So uh, we're r- coming up on about an hour. Okay. And I wanted to make this podcast, you know, a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. And I think that our podcast in the future will be about, you know, half an hour, okay. maybe 40 minutes. And I think it's going to be focused on a certain topic.
0: Okay. Sounds good.
1: But this is overall, it's a throw up of everything that we believe in simplifying your life getting all the clutter out of the way allowing your body to rise up that's what life on simple is all about and once your body starts doing what's naturally meant to do i believe you start living your wildest dreams and you start making it happen and your thoughts become clearer and like we just said uh your thoughts will propagate your physical life like it will manifest and that's like that's like my version of like law of attraction Mm -hmm. is because you start pursuing those things putting it out there and you can start realizing hey, I can make this happen yeah. but you have to put yourself through that difficulty yeah. seek discomfort don't avoid those things don't avoid or don't go after the easy dopamine releases yeah so life on simple has laid the foundation for us to live our best lives and even when we were living it on a very small scale jade and i finally got to start traveling yeah. we've been to costa Rica. We've been to Mexico. Puerto Rico. A couple of times, yeah. Puerto Rico. And then I went to Panama and Brazil. Mm-hmm. And like we, we want to make this like, oh, we can make this happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Our life can be this vacation. Mm-hmm. And not literal vacation. It's yeah. going to be work. But we can live the places we want to be.
0: Mm-hmm. We can see the things we want to see. Exactly. Yeah. And we can and, show our kids. And we just have to do it. Just simply pulling the trigger and doing it. So,
1: figuring it out.
0: Yeah, figuring out, navigating. There, there's always a way. And I've like realized that so much more too. Like, no matter where you walk around, there could have been something that you've done as like a child. And I think it was you, like, when you talk about writing a resume, like, no, you've done this skill for a long time. Realize like we, oh, yeah. we make ourselves seem like we're so small, but we are so huge and we have like so many skills. And I'm like coming into the era where I like go somewhere, I'm like, oh, I used to do that oh I used to do that so I know like what I'm looking for when I come to these places because it's an all skill I've acquired mm-hmm. and that's what about like learning skills of life like being um, being able to do like whatever I think that's just really cool and like just having the capacity to want to learn and just continuing that so
1: what you just said and I'm like piggybacking off that is like your life is going to be hard no matter what no matter so what. choose your difficulty yeah you know what I mean you're figuring it out now like right now And I would say you because, like, I lived through this. I'm pretending like everybody had my same past. But most likely I'm making the assumption, like, you're going through struggles. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But you figured it out. Yeah. So why don't you make that struggle your dream and figure it out? Yeah. So, like, you go to work and there's a problem at work. You figure it out. You're having a problem with your mortgage or, you know, low finances. Like, you figure it out. Yeah. And it's like, but you're, like, figuring it out in, like, this hell. Yeah. It's like, might as well put yourself in this dream, this heaven of yours that you can make on earth yeah. and then figure it out. Yeah. Make it happen. Yeah. You know it, what I mean? It, it just know it's going to be hard, but but it's because you want this and
0: this is better than this other outcome.
1: It's always going to be hard.
0: It's always going to be hard. So
1: pick your hard. Pick your hard. And it's, if it's not hard, then it's not going to be good most likely. Like the dream worth getting at is going to be difficult. Yeah. It's not going to be an overnight fix. No. You got to start working at it slowly. And what's really nice is like the earnings of small effort consistently and then you look back a year later and you're like oh i'm really glad i started that yeah a year ago and so the chinese proverb the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago yeah the next best time is now now. so it's like stop getting caught in where you are and start pushing to where you want to be stop the momentum of the difficulties and surround yourself with negative thoughts and start pursuing start pursuing that dream that you have written and so If you want to follow my footsteps, which I'm not saying you should necessarily, but what I mean is follow the template, write down what, if I had all the money in the world, what would my dream life look like? And then figure out, can you make that happen without all the money in the world? Yeah. And the answer is almost always yes. Unless you have a very expensive life.
0: (laughs) Well, but that's, that's a whole thing though about being simpler and everything. Mm -hmm. But at the same time too, Oh, I had a thought, um, Oh, I
1: lost it. I know. Let like, come. Re-go through the. <laughs> okay. I was compl- I was saying live your life. Uh, I was saying that choose your heart.
0: Yeah, I lost it. Just...
1: Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. But yeah, make your life simple, right? Mm-hmm. And you can make it happen. Mm-hmm. Simplify, get out of your own way, make it happen. You don't need to overcomplicate things
0: yeah that's pretty much what you said but don't, you don't let your mind get in the way realize your mind gets in the way
2: mm-hmm.
0: first thing realize is my mind getting in my way is my mind getting in my way you know there is this uh, meditation app i've been doing called balance and it's like freaking phenomenal and it's very you can make it very short like you know like okay five minutes capacity for five minutes but one of the things they talked about like talking really fast but um was when you like start having these thoughts like these these things that you're stressing about whatever mm-hmm. it could be tell yourself thinking realize this is like your way of like your you're you're allowing that stress to be released through your brain so just pay, just realize that like give it a distinguishment mm-hmm. like you're i'm thinking thinking yeah. i'm just thinking to release some of these things but what i'm saying with that is like realize when you write your list and you write your perspectives like what what would I do if I what would I would do if I had a million dollars can I do this without that you can you just have to keep you might have to keep cutting it down to figure out the way but you don't don't block and say there's no way that's what I'm trying to say don't block it and say there's no way
1: you're so much stronger than you realize yes so you're a lot more powerful than you realize and not in some like hippie esoteric you know kind of like like some hippie telling you like you're so powerful yeah like, no, no like what i'm you saying is like you are you can do things you can just do yeah. things there's nothing holding you back no. besides yourself and the thing is you are in control of your emotions mm-hmm. you are in control of these things you don't realize that you're in control of your brain there, there's this one lady when i was younger i remember she said to me she's like well that's just how i feel and i can't control how i feel and then as i became older i was like Yes, you can. In fact, that's the only thing that you can that's control. That's
0: the hardest thing It's people
1: hard. to do. It's simple, not easy. Yes. Right? Simple. But you are in control of how you feel. Right. And if you can't control how you feel, then your life is just like you're a driftwood in the ocean. <laughs> and you, you are know, like whatever happens. And then you can blame everything. Like, well, then this happened to me and this. And you become a victim. I say, fuck being a victim at all costs. Like everything is an opportunity. There's no such thing as bad or good. There is only your perspective on it. And to move forward, everything is a learning opportunity to move forward or you get what you want. And you just keep moving forward on that. You learn a lot more from falling down than you do from succeeding the first time. And if you fall down seven times, get up eight. If you fall down a thousand times, get up one thousand and one. And you just always move forward. And every time you fall, you learn something from that and I think that's a beautiful way to live, and just living that existence is beautiful. Yeah. I'm so happy to be a part of it. So, that being said, we want you to live your dreams, and we think the path to living your dreams is life on simple. And this podcast is gonna be more on that philosophy, and the travel vlog is gonna be us living our dreams, and we're gonna navigate both of those. I'm so excited for it to show off our kids, to, for you guys to see our kids' perspectives on things, and i'm chad the dad
0: i'm jade the babe
1: and we want you to go check out the link in the description we write i write a blog Uh, jade writes as well we're going to put that in there um Mm -hmm. and we create other content and as time goes on that's where like our sponsorships will be and i write books as well i'm not very good at it yet but i love writing uh fiction and so sometimes i'll put my books in on there and you guys can read them and ridicule them but When you first start something, you're not going to be good at it. No. Right? And so eventually I want to keep writing so I can be a black belt at YouTube and a black belt at writing, just like I'm a black belt in Mm jujitsu. So, sounds good. Thanks for letting me talk a lot this one. I wanted to get a lot out. (laughs) I I know. I could feel
2: it. Thank you. You're welcome. And
1: uh, I hope that we do podcasts in the future where Jade's doing most of the talking (laughs) and I can just add perspective to it. I think Jade has a lot of valuable input and life experience. So, (laughs) thank you so much, everybody. Think uh what do we do subscribe you guys know how to youtube yeah, subscribe to life on simple oh. what is it what'd you say life on simple yeah oh, okay. but what'd you say you said something after that
0: subscribe to life on simple yeah that's it oh okay yeah <laughs> i thought you said something cool sorry
1: oh. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> <laughs> subscribe to life on simple subscribe.
0: subscribe to life on simple i you guys. the babe i'm
1: chad the dad
2: <laughs> Bye.